Welcome to the Daf Map, also known as Gemara Markings. We want to present a brief introduction to what we're all about. I must point out that this brief introduction is intended primarily for those who have great familiarity with the standard Daf Gemara. For those of you who feel that they don't have that level of familiarity, we have a more elaborate 45-minute introduction. Did you ever plan a trip? Did you ever want to know how to get from place A to place B? What do you do? You generally pull out a road map. For those of us who remember the old paper road maps, that's one thing. The current electronic uh, media also provide Roadmaps. One of the more popular ones, I think, is Google Maps. When you go to Google Maps, they also have an offering whereby you can see a satellite view of the area uh, that also is mapped out. Now, when you're planning your trip and you want to get from place A to place B, the satellite map, the satellite view, is going to be of basically no assistance. If you want to see where the agricultural areas are, where the mountainous areas are, where the desert areas are, so the satellite map will serve you well. But if you want to go from place A to place B and also take in all kinds of uh, sites and byways and interesting uh, diversions along your way, you would want to have a roadmap. Not only a roadmap, but you'd want to have a very detailed roadmap showing not the major highways alone, the interstates and the turnpikes, but you want to see the state roads, the, the county roads, even the dirt roads. You want to see the lakes, the streams. You want to see uh, antiquities, all kinds of little notations that a detailed map would offer. Now, when we, that's the that's the muscle. That's the example. What are we referring to? We're referring to the standard Daf Gemara, the traditional Daf Gemara. The traditional Daf Gemara has a built-in marking to it, and that happens when a new Mishnah appears. You'll find, uh, besides the beginning of a parak, you'll find when Mishnayas appear along the way, uh, Mem Taf Nun Yud. Uh, with an apostrophe, uh, abbreviation for Masnisin, appears, and then when that's when the Mishnah finishes, the the beginning of the Gemara is highlighted by large letters Gimel Mem with an apostrophe. So what has the the standard traditional Gemara done? It's marked off the Mishnah from the Gemara. Well, what does Daf what does the Daf map do? We simply take that one and two and three steps further. We want to mark off, for example, the Bryces, the Tanaic literature that the Gemara quotes along the way. Tonu Rabbonon, Viraminu, Mesve, all of the key words that introduce a Tanaic source. Not necessarily a Mishnah, it could be a Brysa. What do we do in Gemara markings in the Daf map? We put a frame around those Tanaic sources. What happens when the Gemara starts a question? When you're looking at a an unmarked Dav Gemara, you might catch a keyword like Mesve or Vehotanya, which introduces a question. Where does the question end? Well, in Gemara markings, the Daf map, you can see a vertical dashed line alongside the Gemara text with, let's say, a Kuf stand, uh, standing for Kushya. 
at the beginning and the end of the vertical dashed line indicates the line in which the question ends so that you know all of the upcoming lines are devoted to a question. Likewise, the answer might be a long answer or sometimes the one makes a long point. All of these are highlighted in the DAF map. What happens when the Gemara presents a series of whatever? It might be a series of comments made by Rabbi Yochanan. It might be a series of questions that are introduced by the term Toshma, which is abbreviated as Tavshin. Well, in Gemara markings, we use a geometric symbol uh, surrounding the name, if that is what's repeated. Rabbi Yochanan's name with a triangle around it. Let's say you have a few series unrelated or even related on the same page. So you'd want to have a different geometric form to highlight the different series. So they're, they're, therefore we have triangles, diamonds, um, we have crown shapes, we have bow tie shapes, all kinds of different shapes. Each shape has no in inherent significance, all they do is highlight an upcoming series. Well, without any further ado, we would like in the next brief uh, time that we have made available for this introduction to show you a couple of sample Dapim Gemara. We'll refer to them as uh, PDF number one and, and PDF number two and number three. We chose Psachim the very beginning of Masechus Pesachim, the Mishnah starts off with the expression Or Labasar, uh, referring to the time for doing Bedikas Chometz. What does the word Or mean? So you can see on your PDF uh, file, number one, you see Daf Beis Amad Aleph. We've highlighted the names Rav Huna and Rav Yehuda at the very beginning of the Gemara. They argue, does Or mean evening or does Or mean morning? On the side of our marked Gemaras, the Shas Ozer, which is the, uh, the uh, cornerstone of the Daf map, the map, it's our Shas Ozer mapped Gemaras, marked Gemaras, we feature topic headings, which we call Nose, and we feature structural notes, which we call Mivne, in the margin. So that even if you're not so familiar, the uh, the daf in front of you will explain what we are doing. It introduces the topic and it also explains briefly what the markings will be doing on that page. So in this case, you can see a series of triangles and they're also numbered. If you look closely, you'll notice the triangles change position. The, the, uh, uh, the uh, top of the triangle pointing upwards is, starts off our sugya, but when you get to number four, you see it flips over with the point facing down. In the margin, you can see under the heading no say, we've written Machlokis, Befirush Hamila, or the Katani Bamishna. There's a, a discussion, a, 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 a um, uh, dis disagreement regarding what does the word or mean. Rav Huna says it means boker, and Rav Yehuda says it means lila. With the triangle facing up, the Gemara is going to bring a proof. Litovas, you see under the Mivne heading, Litovas Rav Huna. With the inverted triangle, it's Litovas Rav Yehuda. So on Daf Beis Amar Aleph, you can see the Gemara is going to bring. Uh, in this case, Psukim, uh, numbers 1, 2, and 3 are in favor of Rav Huna's 
position, which means we're going to bring psukim indicating that or means morning. Number four, it flips around, and it, that's going to be a pasuk that's cited by the Gemara to show that or means night, like uh, Rav Yehuda said. And by the way, if you look closely at our marked daf, daf beis omed aleph, you'll notice there's a dashed underlining. So when you see number one, for example, you have a triangle, and then a pasuk is quoted, and it says alma or yemamahu, indicating that at that stage in the Gemara, or means morning. And number two, you see again alma or yemamahu. Skip to four, alma or urta, urta means night. And if you go to Bayes, Omid Bayes, in our uh, PDF, you can see, you scroll, keep scrolling down, you see uh, number 6, number 7, with the point facing up, number 8, it's inverted. In addition to that, you'll notice, at, uh, up till number 7, the sources that were cited to prove the respective sides were Psukim. When you get to number 8, you see a frame, that's a Tanaic source. And from 8 through the through 15, Tanaic sources were cited, and that's why you see frames along the way. In addition to that, we've indicated that there, with a squiggle underline, we've indicated in the margin under the Mivne, Makoros Shalonitu. These are sources that are not, uh, are not dismissed, or not refuted. These are sources that remain proving what they were intended to prove. And, and you'll notice that all of those that are squiggle underlined have triangles pointing face down, meaning like Rav Yehuda, it means night. And it's of no surprise that we do our Bidikas Chomets at night. Because the sources here all indicate that the sources that are not refuted indicate thusly. And that continues, the markings of this particular sukya continue to Daf Gimel Amen Aleph as you can see very clearly. Now, we continue to our PDF number two. Uh, this is from Maseches Shabbos, Daf Kuf Lamed Aleph Omid Beis, Perak Lezer de Mila. On this page, I ask every one of you, take a what do you see? Well, you see diamonds, you see frames around Tanaic sources, and the diamonds appear uh, in each one of these Tanaic sources. If you look closely, what do you see highlighted? Well, you see Lulav, Sukkah, Matzah, Shofar, and at the bottom you see Mila. On the side, we have our Nosei, slash Mivneh, we've combined the topic heading and structural into one. What do you see there? You see a diamond, and we've indicated Sidra Shal Mitzvah, a series of Mitzvahs, Shemach Shirov, Doichin Es HaShabbos, Aliba de Rebbe Lazar. The double underline highlights the Tana Rebbe Eliezer. He is of the opinion that that uh, materials needed to fulfill a mitzvah, not the not just the actual mitzvah. But let's say you come on Shabbos, and according to the Doraisa law, you take a lulav on Shabbos. I know we don't practice that today, thanks to Rabba's uh, gezerah, but technically speaking, a lulav is taken on Shabbos when the first day of Sukkot comes out on Shabbos. Let's say you don't have a lulav; you have to go to a tree to cut it off. Well, Rebbe Eliezer says you can do that. That's called machshire mitzvah. Likewise with a sukkah. If you don't have a sukkah and you have to construct a sukkah, even if it's on Shabbos or Yontif, Rebbe Eliezer says you can do it. Likewise, matzah, shofar, and milah. The 
the Gemara at each stage asks, and you see a dashed underline, you see in the Gemara, and that repeats itself after each one of these Tanaic sources. The Gemara is asking, how does Rebbe Lazar know that? So those are searches for the source. Isn't it wonderful? So you have a mapped Gemara right in front of you, and you know ahead of time what the Gemara is going to be involved with. For the whole Omid Gemara, with uh, just a brief glance, you got the whole picture. That's the map. And we have uh, our next PDF number three. Just another example along the same lines, but it gives you a feeling of what this is all about. You see, Maseches Sota Daf Lamid Ches. The Gemara there, you can see uh, diamonds uh, along the page, along the daf, and they highlight different expressions, all of these are dealing with birkas koyhanim, and there's a double underline highlighting the opening posuk, ko sevarho. And on the side, you can see that we've indicated under our nose slash mitna, the double underline hiding, highlighting Kosovo, the Pulsic for Birkas Koyanim, for Duchening, and diamonds. Sidros Shel Halochus Vinyonim Hakshun Siskapayim, the series of Halochus and other details that are, that are, uh, that are uh, intertwined, that are connected with Nasias Kapayim, with, with Duchening. Shinidrushu Mea Pulsic Kosovo, which are Darsh from this Pasuk. Our final and concluding example is going to share with you a very brief sugya, not just an outline of what a daf with a series has on it, but a sugya which is in Bavakama starting daf nun hey on the base. We have no intention of dealing with the content of the Gemara, but we are interested in presenting how a sugya is mapped out. So at the toward the bottom of nun hey on base, you see a Tanaic source, and on the side we also have a topic heading the no say where we've written. There are different actions that a person does. They are not, they are wrong, they are improper actions. But the divine, the, uh, the earthly court will not be able to penalize him let's say, financially or otherwise. But in the heavenly court, in Dine Shamayim, he is held responsible. So in that source, you notice there are numbers. There are, uh, there, they are, we'll read them quickly. We're not going to explain them because that's not the intention of this introduction. Number three. Now, each one of these things we indicate are Chayev Bedine Shamayim, not Bedine Odom. You notice the triangles? Omar Mar, you see four triangles. Uh, three of them highlight Omar Mar, and the fourth one is simply number four from the original source that we read. Each one of these, we'll call them uh, offenses, uh, wrongdoings, are dealt with uh, by the Gemara trying to understand uh, why it's high of uh, only Pedine Shemaim and not Pedine Odom. So each one of these uh, um, offenses are uh, featured, and they are featured, each one with the triangle, and that which follows is a quote from the original source that we read. When you finish with the Gemara presenting you each one of them why they are Chayav uh, Bedine Shamayim and not Bedine Odom. 
The Gemara has a long question. On Nun Vav Amalaf, a third of the way down the page, do you see between the Gemara and Rashi a vertical dashed line with a kuf encircled? A kushya. It's a long question. The essence of the long question is highlighted with the series of diamonds that you see. Each one of these diamonds indicates an additional uh, case, and they are Tanaic sources which feature the cases, and in each one of them, additional offenses that are put Now, in the original source, it said there are four, and we highlighted the number Arba'a in the original source. Four? Oh, really? Look at this. Count the diamonds, and you see an additional uh, five diamonds, would mean a t- which would mean a total of nine cases, which are Chayav Bedine Shamayim and Potter Midine Odom. So why did the original source say only four? That's the end of the long question. The Gemara then says, after you, if you'll notice the, the line after the uh, the question ends, the Gemara says, in Mia Ikatuva, there really are more cases that are Potter Midine Odom Bechayabine Shemayim. The Hani, it's the Rikhle, the four that we presented, need to be featured or highlighted on their own. And the Gemara then explains, do you see the long answer? The the, the tuff that's encircled, that's a chuva or a teretz, with a vertical dashed line. All of these lines uh, are dedicated to the answer. Do you notice a double underline, which is also one of our series markings? Those du- double underlines highlight each one of the cases in the original source, each one of the four cases. And the Gemara explains why it's necessary to feature them, and the Gemara explains I, in those cases that were featured the original in the original source, the four cases, I would, I would have thought that you're not chayef even bedine shamayim. And therefore, I have to be told in each one of the cases that he is Chayev, at least we'll say, or at most only, Bedine Shamayim. And that brings us to the end of our brief Sugya introduction. And with that, we wish everyone great Hatzloch in learning. Lahadil Toyu Lahadira. Kol Tuf.